right, I I think I'm set. We're gonna do it like we like two 18 year olds at prom. Oh, okay. confused and not really sure what we're gonna do with ourselves, but our bodies are raring to go. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You've been gone too long, David. Man, we've been gone for a while now, a couple of weeks, at least two weeks, but it feels like it's been forever. Uh, excuse me, everyone. I This is a very, well, let's, just, let's get it right off the bat. David, before anything else, this is a very loose episode, all right? I just walked through the door, I sat down, your beautiful face was already on my computer, and I picked up myself a sweet pile of Whataburger. And hot take, everyone, if you don't know what Whataburger is, educate yourself. And if you do know what Whataburger is, it is the best hamburger, hands down. This is a Whataburger podcast, all right? This is a Whataburger home, David. Don't shake your head. It's a Whataburger house, all right? Dude, none of this other, there is no war. It's all Whataburger. I have to shake my head because if, listen, if if you live where we live, uh, for one, you have Mr. Juicy, which I think is a better burger. Um, Even Papa's Burgers. Which I don't think is a better burger per se, but the fact that it has such a superior bun makes it a better burger in the aggregate. Um, and I could list a bunch of other, but Southerly has a great burger. Emma Plus Ali in Feder- Fredericksburg has a much better burger. So don't. We are already to Brian. at odds on this podcast, dude. This is the civil war of our of our lives. I did. I thought we were on the same page when we talked about we never doing are. this podcast, but clearly I am dead wrong. If you think Waterburger. If you think all these places are better than water, you know what? I'll, uh, transparency. I do want to try Mr. Juicy. Can we try? Can you take me to Mr. Juicy? Yes, but I was just about to say, how many of those burgers have you had? But yes, I'll absolutely take you to Mr. Mr. Juicy. I have not had, and I would. Lo- I saw a friend go there recently, and it did look delicious. So I'd like to put it to the test. Will you take me to Mr. Juicy so we can talk about it on the podcast? I will take you to Mr. Juicy, Brian. But what a great name, too, man, <laughs> Mr. Juicy's. <sighs> Get yourself a juicy burger. You know, it's run by like a, a proper chef too. And he was just like, he just wanted to do something kind of fast food-ish. And this is like his brainchild. Have you ever been to Danny Boy's? No. Danny Boy's is up, is run by a cop who does it on his off-duty time. Okay. It's delicious. All right. Not only do I feel served and protected, but so are my burgers. It's really... <laughs> <laughs> Your burgers aren't racially profiled? Okay. <laughs> I can't speak to the uh, the racial profiling in my hamburgers, but it is delicious, is what I do know. <laughs> All right, you know they might be racial free hamburgers, which I appreciate. <laughs> you know, you're a cop on the streets and a burger chef in the sheets, baby, and I'm here for it. Wow, uh, lazy. You're welcome, David. I am I am truly on fire today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name. <laughs> you remember the intro? David, oh yeah, the intro. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian Ortiz. My name is David Castillo. And welcome to life's a wreck and what is life's a wreck well it's very simple ladies and gentlemen as we like to say here our motto is life is nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another you know we don't know each other david and we get to know each other more and more right and we do these things we've entered into this weird 
audio marriage, if you will, and we learn about each other. And the way we do that is each one of us brings a topic to the table. And each week, each one of us will grill the other person and get to know something about them. And we talk about that at the end. We get to know what we learned. And how do we do that? By using pop culture as the social lubrication that it is for us. Now, this episode's a little strange and a little different, David. I'm going to be transparent with you and with the audience. I'm fucking lazy, and I have rattled my brain for two weeks to come up with a topic. You have been sick, shitting your pants, and I have been sitting in my bed crying, not figuring out a topic. So, because I am always prepared, I will take my laziness and turn it into a business idea for us. And today, David, this episode is what I call, or is what I like to say is, here we go. There's a crowd cheering. Lights are flashing, David. It's a familiar thing to you. It's a boxing arena. I'm tall. I'm white, blue-eyed, blonde. You are a short Italian man. I look down at you and I say, I must break you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new segment I like to call, I Must Break You, where we both take a break together and not worry about topics of conversation. Instead, we're just going to talk about what's going on. We're going to catch up and maybe I'll pulverize you in the end. Hopefully in a sexual way, David. Hopefully in a sexual way. Did you like that, David? I worked on a sports slash movie reference for you. You did. Um, I'm just trying to think of, like, for some reason you mentioned Stallone, and for whatever reason my first thought is Rambo 3. Why Rambo 3? Why Rambo 3? Because it just has a lot of exploding helicopters. That's your criteria. Okay. (laughs) That's how you remember Rambo 3? By the way, this is the version of me that you're going to get throughout the episode. Um, probably a little bit more deadpan than usual. You know, I have some more than usual. Have some yes, more than usual. Actually, <laughs> probably some quote unquote tragedy, personal tragedies. You know, to kind of discuss. Okay. Uh, but but that's cool. And Listen, while you do that, I will be chomping down, ladies and gentlemen, on a juicy, delicious water burger. So if you hear chomp chomp sounds, it's because your boy's hungry. He's got a whole bunch of little fries right here. Okay, little juicy fries. Got my water bottle. You know that that reminds me of like just how much of a failure. Mm-hmm food scenes are in movies and how great it is when they're not like how many movies truly have like great food scenes i'll be i'll be honest with you the kahuna burger well yeah that's the what big I was about kahuna to say. burger like, from pulp fiction movies are pretty good wait have you had the real one no where's the real one well not i want to say the real one but uh 50 50 broadway sells a big kahuna burger as <laughs> you take mm. a big ass mm. bite into that oh man you know, man. The burger is so good, David. It is hard to have a podcast, especially mm. since I'm not eating either. That That's what pisses me off. Like, <laughs> I should be eating a burger as well. Oh, man. We'll have an all-food edition episode. Oh, yeah. This is why we need a podcast. I mean, is it what we... Oh, my God damn it. This is <laughs> that is a real Freudian, man. It's like, oh, well, we Fuck. don't really... We have one, but, Fuck. you know, I don't connect. I don't enjoy the material. I really don't like it. <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you, like, how much I want to stop doing it. You know, you can just oh, talk to man. me about these things off the podcast brian that's that's all you have to god do. damn it i was trying to say <laughs> this is why we need a patreon dude you know what i'm saying so we can do the all food episode where it's just you and i just grossly <laughs> chomping on a microphone like, mm, this ribs are so good <laughs> that's my food voice do you like it <laughs> no i don't fuck it's, dude I, I, nothing I, pleases you god damn i'd it. rather hear your sam elliott impression Ooh, get yourself down <clears throat> no hold on hold on <clears throat> Have you ever wanted yourself a deep, deep, delicious, tasty hamburger, but you don't know where to go? Make your way down, have yourself a burger, and say, Ooh, what a burger. What a burger. Now, I'm not on it today, but you get my point. What a burger. I, I do get it, but it's, Girl, you're straight You know what it is? Because I need to say Carl Jr.'s. Exactly. Right, I need to say Carl Jr.'s, because that's my... 
Carl Jr. Okay, there it is. <clears throat> get yourself a Whataburger Jr. down at the Whataburger. Where you get you? Would you? Mm. <laughs> Let me get. You know what? You know what? Fuck just it. Stop. You know what? You it's just, just yeah. remember. Say to yourself, mm, "What a burger!" That's all you're getting, folks. Sorry, I'm not in it. I just am so hungry. David, uh, you said you were hard pivot, baby. Hard pivot. You said you were sick, man. Are you feeling okay, buddy? So, uh, so before I answer that, I just want to say I think God part of it. what Even your Sam Sam Elliott impression is lacking is like a real like sexual appetite. You know, when you do the Sam Elliott impression, it's kind of like. You're not hearing the libido. I think there's a libido in Sam Elliott's voice that's very... Do I look like a pile of sex libido to you? Dude, I'm wearing a Flash t-shirt and shoving a hamburger in my mouth. What part of that screams, fuck me? You know, of all the things you listed, it was the curl poster in the back that I think really enhanced. It's not a poster! It's a game! Oh my god, we do this every fucking time! That actually helps my point, but anyways... (laughs) It's a fucking board game from the 1980s, you son of a biscuit! You know what that is! Curl poster would be so much more impressive, but anyways... Um, so yeah, man, I, uh, so I'm I'm just going to lay this out there. Um, and, and listen, I don't need any pity. Um, I don't need people to feel sorry for me, Uh, but I did get laid off from my main job and listen, you know, I I think, you know, my wife had some really great advice, which is that, what'd you say? Um, which is that so she's, I love her. She's so smart. She's got great advice, which she, she is like, and her message to me was, you know, the thing about being unemployed is the paradox of having to be disciplined, right? It sounds so mm. odd, but like, be, which is like, don't just take the first thing you get. Don't just settle. You know, you have time here. Um, so that's why, like, so that's why, like, yeah, sure. You know, it sucks. And maybe we can even talk more about that. You know, unemployment. Like, how do you deal with it? What are your feelings as you... <laughs> can't afford a fucking mortgage you know by the way and i'm gonna i'm gonna go on just one more thing right okay please, what's up? please let me like just finish this thought my one of my favorite bad guys of all time is william sadler from trespass the 90s movie with ice cube ice t and bill paxton and what i love is that he was a villain who didn't want to create a big like you know sky beam to destroy the world like every other superhero villain. No, like his his villain was motivated by something very blue collar. And he tells Bill Paxton, I'm going to try to do a William Sadler impression. Oh, he here we t- go. He tells Bill Paxton specifically when he says, because they're looking for gold, right? This is basically like a treasure hunt thriller, which is super cool. But they're looking for gold. And William Sadler says, uh, Okay, hold on. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. <laughs> oh, my William God. Sadler the anticipation says, on that was so big, dude. Okay, William Sadler goes, listen, buddy, I got a mortgage on a house I just got kicked out of, plus rent that they just jacked up on me, plus fucking taxes get higher every year. And then he says something about, like, homeless people, like, living off the fat of the land. So I can't remember that last part, but the point is, point is, it is, I'm not even sure where I was going with that, but but <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk about William Sadler. You know, I... I don't know if you noticed, by the way, I closed my eyes when you did the William Sadler impression, and I, w- I pictured William Sadler talking. And I'll tell you what, it was pretty good. I, uh, I think you hit the William Sadler emotional tone perfectly, my dude. I felt the emotion of him coming But through. the accuracy, you know yeah. Like I was, because I was trying to remember the line um, specifically. But good job. I'm going to give you that was a good. That's a hard impression to do. I like it. And by the yeah. way, I, I just, I love that about the character. Like, you know, here's a villain, here's a guy being bad because, well, shit, he just wants to afford like a mortgage and rent <laughs> any, any uh, people that don't pay taxes. You know, it's. 
uh, do what's the movie that I uh, uh, Falling Down yeah. with Michael Bay? It's one of my it's like that Joel Schumacher movie that I I actually really like <laughs> with uh, Michael Douglas, right? Love that movie, right? And the dude just it's just one of those stories about that in the '90s when um, the office world was so monotonous and so ugly and so repeat- repetitive that it just drove people insane. And it's the fall of some guy's life who's crumbling piece by piece. And it's like you know you lose your job, you lose your respect and your pride as a man, and then you're pushed to a limit, and then you break. You know what I'm saying? And all you want to do is just go somewhere, and you're a bad person. It's in. Are you having your falling down moment, David? Are you getting there, dude? So I haven't gotten to the point where I'm just you know, uh, ruthlessly attacking Vietnamese people mm. like Michael Douglas does or like Michael Wal- Mark Wahlberg did like mm, in real life. Um, but man, Falling Down was one of my favorite movies as a kid. For some reason, my, parents, my parents loved it and they loved showing it to me when I was probably too young to watch it. Um, was that your cliffhanger for you? For me? <laughs> no, cliffhanger was like way too young for me. I shouldn't have seen it. Was no, that, was Falling Down I, yours? Like, unlike you, I, I loved violence. So like Falling Down was, was just like perfect. Okay, look, some of us love Super Mario Brothers the movie. Some of us like Cliffhanger, okay? I don't know what to tell you. By the way, uh, I'm curious if you think that movie holds up, especially in sort of the context. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was listening to the other podcast, you know, the podcast we did on the Wild West, and there's yeah. real genuine, like, anger and frustration when you make a Super Mario Brothers reference in that episode. <laughs> and that frustration and anger is not left, man. Like, you make your Super Mario Brothers references, and I get it. This is what nerds need to do. The nerds need to reclaim mm-hmm. these, like, movies that were always shitty, still are, but hey, you gotta hold on to something. And I'm not gonna bend on this one, man. Stop making <laughs> Super Mario Brothers fucking references, dude. We'll see what happens after episode 200 when I still bring up Super Mario Brothers. We'll see where your fucking mind is at. Maybe then I'll get you to recognize the beauty that is John Leguizamo's Luigi Mario, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> fucking asshole. That's all I'm saying. You're making all this worse. Like, unemployment oh, yeah. is now worse. Um, the fact that I got <laughs> sick, now worse. Uh, Dave, what kind of sick did you get, by the way? Oh, so that was so that was the thing. Like, so when that happened, I also got like a cold. Now, common cold, you know, no big deal. Uh, no Rona. St- no. Um, okay. Still sucks. Uh, but um, the worst part about getting like a cold this last weekend is that I had like this turkey wrap from Trader Joe's, <laughs> and it created like a UFC match in my intestines. Oh. So. So I just like shit my guts out, you know, while I was also like blowing my nose, had a headache and, and it was just, it was a really physically terrible weekend. Um, well, there's a problem you ate at Trader Joe's. Now, <laughs> that's the start of the problem, dude. All I know is that when I go to Trader Joe's and get a bunch of stuff that I want, um, it costs me $35. When I go to Whole Foods and get the same stuff, it costs me like 85 So. Yo, what's wrong with H-E-B? I'm going to. I think it's just like going there. I feel like when I go to H-E-B, there's something like apocalyptic about H-E-B where it's like you're surrounded by a lot of desperate people. Um, not a lot of desperate dude, people. H-E-B is not what, like Walmart, but... Dude, what H-E-B are you going to? The almost H-E-B. Which oh, is, no wonder, dude. Yeah, that yeah. one is full of people who are like apocalyptic style stuff, man. You got to go to the... I go to the Elon Market. I'm. This is great for our viewers. They know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm so glad we're being open and universal about our topics this time. It's all calm, dude. They're handing me like chilled wine. They're fucking patting my feet and saying, good job. Hello. Welcome. Your father loves you. You're a good person. That kind of shit, dude, when I walk in. It's, it's a good chain, but like it just... 
when I go, it's usually I go just to get some corn tortillas. Um, so I only go for like a few things and maybe like the odd Red Bull. So how long were you shitting your guts for? Uh, probably like, you know, a full like night, you know, like eight o'clock at night to like then, two o'clock in the morning. Have you ever shit yourself so hard that you pass out? <laughs> Holy shit. No, no. I have. I have. Okay. You got to tell me this story. Yeah. There was like a horrible night, right? Of warning for everyone who gets grossed out where I was super sick <clears throat> and everything could have been gone that was going wrong. I, mean, I had head cold. I had like you, I had stuff coming out of my nose. And this one time I shit you not. Badooms, thank you. Um, I did one of those very, I, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone's going to call me out on this. But I remember when I was younger, I had the infamous like evacuation out of every hole at once. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Like I had diarrhea. I had snot coming out of my nose. And I threw up all at once and I was crying. And it all happened at the same time. Were, were you- I was like on the toilet and then I had like, I was, there was a wall in front of me and I was like, I feel so bad, right? And I was like, and then I sneezed and I sneezed so hard that I, that I sneezed boogers, I shit the bowl and I threw up on the wall and I was like, Ugh. I was like, oh God, why? Oh God. Just like the whole body, it went to like this weird Nirvana place and I remember just hitting the floor for like a second and just not remembering how I got to the floor. I was calling for my mom and she came in and she saw this horrendous mess and God bless that woman. She had to clean it up. Dude, and she picked me up like a like like a child, right? Just full mom strength, just cradled me like a baby as I'm just everything's out of my face and my butt. And I'm just like <laughs> and she just laid me in bed while she fucking cleaned the bathroom, dude. You know true nightmare, David. True nightmare to have every part of your body evacuated. That's what it feels like if your soul left and you were still alive. That's what it would feel like. So like a Shang Tsung fatality. Absolutely, dude. But, you know, is Shang it ba- Tsung pulled everything out of my butt, and my <laughs> nose, and my mouth at once, dude. Is is it, it bad nightmare. that my first thought of you mentioned the fact that you were crying wasn't that you were crying because of the sickness, because maybe like some girl had you uh, trip in or whatever, you know, just bad times socially. You were crying because not all my tears are associated with breakups and girlfriends. <laughs> God damn it. Sometimes I shit so hard that I cry, David, okay? Sometimes I shit so hard I cry. By the way, like, so I've I've actually seen that before. Uh when I went to New Mexico. Well, um, when I went to or what you experienced, when I went to New Mexico, we all we went to go see White Sands. And unfortunately, we went to a Burger King um, in New Mexico. <laughs> and it gave us all a stomach virus. Now, this actually like made the news. There was like a stomach virus going at, uh, around. I thought you, your family made the news. I was like, oh my God, David. No, uh, well, this is with my, uh, which was, so it was my dad's friend and their family. So we weren't related, but, mm. uh, but they were okay. friends of ours. And we all got this stomach virus. And my buddy, who was kind of similar age, I don't want to call him by name because, you know, you, there's no reason to kind of put sure. a blast like that. But. Sure. <laughs> He he had it so bad, man. Like they asked me to help him as we stopped by a gas station, and so I went in the bathroom to help him. And as I did, he was vomiting and shitting himself at the same time. And, oh my god! And I felt so bad for that guy. And the worst part is, like, for some reason, after all that, we like, yeah, let's have some KFC too. And sure enough, like, <laughs> he just he just vomits like massive chicken pieces like on the outside of the motel that we stayed at. Oh and, my god! And we we ended up leaving uh, after like three days of just like everybody, the dad, 
I thought was dying. Like when he like went to throw <laughs> no. up that night. Yeah. And he was just like, oh. <laughs> like he was, I've never heard anybody throw up like that where it just sounds like they're being tortured um, in a hospital. That's when the devil comes out. Yeah. So I okay. think. Have you ever seen Constantine when he pulls the devil, the the demon out of the little girl? I bet that's what it sounds like, dude. Have you ever shit your pants? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Really? Man, see, I always like prided myself in the fact that I haven't like quite lost control. A lot of my other friends have. I I didn't realize that was so common. Yeah, I mean, well, when I was a kid, for sure, right? When you're a kid, you're still trying to figure things out, but. When you're a kid and you don't know if you like girls or not, that's when you shit your pants. You make it sound yeah, right. Like, like you, the right first time you pop a boner, you take a shit. Right? That's oh, how okay. that works. The first time you have a boner, you immediately shit yourself like an animal dying. That's what I was told. <laughs> right? Um, unless my PE teacher, who took me in the quiet room, was uh, lying to me. Of course, the one time <laughs> we don't have like an official topic set up, we're talking about shit. Like that makes total shit. sense. People, you're getting the raw version of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, when I was a kid, the worst I remember that burned my brain, I was a real young kid. I was just really young, and I remember I lost my mom at Sunrise Mall, another reference that everybody totally gets. And she was in a Kmart, and I had gotten lost through the mall, and I was that, at that age where I didn't know how to find my mom, right? If the, if the person was out of sight, I was panicking. And of course, I was not feeling well, I was panicking, and I had to drop load hard right but when you're a kid i was crying in this thing and it was like I, you know your whole body your arms just stick out you don't know what to do with it and you're just <laughs> right and you don't know what to do and all of a sudden i had to shit and instead of going to a bathroom or finding a reasonable place to poop i didn't know what to do i just stood there and i shook and i just dumped in my whitey my tidy whiteys just hard dump and then i was like saddle walking to try and find somewhere and i was like i don't know what to do and i was just freaking out dude my mom found me and i had to tell her and it's so embarrassing mom i shit myself right it's a fucking nightmare i can feel warm just blah 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 in Trouser my pants chili, yeah Trouser chili. Oh my God, that made it worse. I was trying not to say poop, but trouser chili really made that imagery worse. You goddamn writer. And I remember I had to go into a bathroom and my mom was like, You filthy animal. <laughs> Just, she, and she told me to throw my chonies away. So, like in this poor chonies. pizza place, I took my chonies off. I threw them in the toilet. I threw them in the garbage can in the bathroom. I wiped myself down and I had to walk out carefully because my pants smelled. (laughs) And my mom was like, We are going home, goddammit. It was the war- and it was like at a Dino's Pizza, I think is what it was called. I think it was called Dino's Pizza. I shit myself right out of a KB Toys and a Dino's Pizza and arcade was right there. And so it was a truly like just traumatizing moment as a child I never forgot and I never wanted to shit myself again and I've worked very hard to not do that you know I'm more interested in like when you shit your pants as an adult though like I don't think you know I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of except the fact that you're talking about shitting your pants while eating a burger but uh, so good burger my god so good burger to me the like adult pants shitting is more interesting and I'm curious you never shit your pants dude never no, no. And listen, I don't say that as like a badge of honor. Like now, have I have I had like, you know, red alerts? You know, yeah, absolutely. Like times You've when I was You never had just, just like, a little bit just mm, squeeze out nothing. Remember, I had something worse. I had the abscess. No, I had the abscess pop on me. Right? Like the abscess just like fucking dump pus and blood right, right into my fucking You had the abscess. So yeah, you so. had your limit. 
So, I mean, so I'm, I'm not trying to play it cool, dude. Like I've, but, um, but can man. I commend you though? It sounds like you have excellent bowel control though. Perhaps. Dude, which you is, must have a tight sphincter, bro. Which you work is, out? Which, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying real hard not to like crack too many jokes. Cause like, I'm not like fully like out of the woods with this cold. <laughs> Uh, so this oh is a yeah, little, you're you're. <laughs> it's a little difficult, but um, sure. you're attempting the face, dude. Because <laughs> right after this, you're gonna shit yourself, and be like, "Fuck you, Brian, <laughs> son of a bitch." David, how have you been feeling about? Um, if I can ask, as a follow up, like, <clears throat> I still want to hear more. I still want to. Man, now I have a goal. I want to see if we can ever get you to shit your life just one time, <laughs> one go to know what it feels like. But being unemployed, man, are you? doing okay is it taking a toll on you i know that you are sick and shitting your guts out and on top of that you have to deal with this bull crap i mean i've i haven't had that um happen to me yet i'm sure it will someday but and i know you've had multiple jobs in your life but does this hit a little different man can you can you talk about a little bit more what's going on you know it's 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 weird because you know when you're unemployed it's um it's it's still work you know and it's it's like work that's just not satisfying you know, because you're working to like find a new spot. You're working to like find the right spot, and right. you are, you're also like on an egg timer, right? So I mean, you only have so long. Um, now, I, I think the thing that <clears throat> plus you know, like living in America, right? So you know, America is not about like a system of of welfare. We still privatize our healthcare. So you know, usually if you lose your job, you're just fucked. You know, you you gotta you just gotta settle for right. the next thing. Uh, but I, I would say, like, I would say it's it's not <laughs> not working is not that bad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now, I don't want to make it sound like um, you know living the life, but as someone that's still kind of so, I'm trying to actually work on a second novel because uh, I really want to kind of continue doing. Already? I really want to be like a quote unquote a voice in sci-fi, the Latino voice of American I, science man, fiction. Every time you say in sci-fi, <laughs> pisses me off because you don't even like science fiction. You barely like science fiction, and you're yet you're going to be the next perfect sci-fi author out there, dude. Uh, listen, I'm I'm not about to talk myself up because for one, I've already gotten rejection quer- uh, rejections for query letters that I've written. No, did you really? Yeah, um, but listen, like it's from. Query process, uh, for those who don't know, querying is basically uh, basically the equivalent of cover letter, right? So you write a letter explaining your story in like 400 words to a literary agent who can then sell to a publisher. Um, and, and of course, they'll, you know, reject you or not. Um, I, uh, which called the place that I, um, that I queried at, um, so you always want to find the right agent. Or you want to find okay. an agent that's looking specifically for what your work is in this case sure. an agent you know they'll tell you um and yeah you don't want to go to a cookbook place publisher and you're like i've got a sci-fi novel that'll blow your mind exactly um and i uh queried at bookends and bookends is a really cool agency uh they have a great youtube channel like if you're a writer and you want to be published like look up their content because they have all kinds of tips for like how to query you know what to expect if you do publish or get an offer yada yada point is shout out yeah um point is uh which paul man it's like for me uh the the rejection letter was actually quite nice they uh she Ooh, mentioned okay. the literary agent mentioned she was captivated by the premise um i knew she wouldn't be the ideal fit because she even mentioned in her description i'm looking for sci-fi that's hard on the uh phi light on the side 
And my science fiction book is not that. My science fiction book oh. is, is hard on the side. So, <clears throat> so I was still like, I still really enjoyed what she had to uh, write, but I, I think it's useful for, for people to kind of wade into genres that maybe they're not as, not familiar with, but because I'm familiar with sci-fi, but maybe they don't enjoy as much, you know, just because fresh eyes, right? Sure. I mean, um, th- you know, if any, you can even argue that's like part of what's revitalized the superhero genre, having yes, like absolutely. real filmmakers come into a genre that they otherwise would not have would consider themselves above, you know, ten years ago. Some of the best people that come out of the business are those who have not have a track record that would head them in that direction. They're not blockbuster directors. I mean, <clears throat> we live in a world now where James Gunn is one of the most popular comic book character directors right but his history doesn't start there in fact his history starts all the way back in like the trauma days you know what i mean in these grotesque like hilariously over-the-top comedies and back in the day if you said oh this low-level director who did trauma videos is going to be leading these million dollar productions and and recreating and creating an entire captivating an entire audience with character with b-grade characters who would have thought who would have thought? Like, you take the most untraditional person and you put him in that genre. Kenneth Branagh directing Thor. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's all very interesting perspectives, and I, I do enjoy that. I want to be honest with you. I, think, I like taking the unconventional and seeing what they can do with a property that is kind of people already already know so well. And like I said, not trying to talk myself up, just that I, I do think my background, you know, listen, man, since like 2003, like, and I, I think this is also part of why I probably won't be successful, which is that I don't read fiction. I read nonfiction. Um, so, but the point is, um, being invested in, in the science part and, and knowing what's lacking when it comes to that aspect of science fiction is hopefully something that like gives me that edge, um, along with, you know, being able to like brag about like, Hey, my last name is Castillo. Don't you need Latino authors? Don't you need Latino <laughs> representation in your, <laughs> yeah, dude, use so, that last name, lame. baby. Yeah. I mean, it's not son of Orthy, which makes it less cool, but, um, that's a know. weird way to introduce it. Like slam on the table, kick the door open and be like, my name is son of Orthy and I want to make my movie. You have no Mexicans in here. Damn it. Except the ones cleaning. And I want to be the one in front of the camera cleaning it. That's <laughs> but, David is your book of. Is your book a follow-up, by the way? Is it a sequel? Your so second I, one? I already have a follow-up kind of planned. So, oh. so my the the book I'm writing now, I, I do intend to have a sequel, maybe trilogy, uh, which you know seems cliched, but whatever. I just want to explore that universe some more. But now I have an idea for another one, and then I actually started working on a historical fiction, a western. Um, so, so I just like right away, like with the time I had off, was just like, you know what, man, let me just start Productive. brainstorming. And listen. I'm not. I'm not a gardener. I'm an architect. So when it comes to writing, right? Those are the two styles they say, right? When it comes to writing styles, oh, I thought of... that was a Mexican joke. <laughs> I thought it was. I was like, damn, I can see, okay. see how you'd get there, but um, uh, <laughs> I'm the bus boy <laughs> in <of> writing. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, man. So so for me, it's like outlining shit, doing research. Like I, I love that. That way, when it comes time to writing. I'm more confident about like, I don't have to worry about sequencing. I just have to worry about like the dialogue, the description yeah. and so forth. Uh, but I, I realize some that. people I... are different. No, I appreciate that you're keeping busy. And perfect segue, dude, as a follow-up to that Western episode, after we spoke in the last two weeks or so, two and a half weeks, for some reason, I have gotten immensely obsessed with Spaghetti Westerns. 
that's so weird, man, that you're catching up on that. Like, you're such a film it's, buff. Right. And didn't I tell you that my my biggest drop is Westerns, right? Like, I don't have a lot in my repertoire except from what's from 1995. And that's about it, right? I, I know some of the, you know, the um, Once Upon a Time in the West and things like that. But for the first time, and I know this is embarrassing to admit, like, I finally watched in its entirety the Man With No Name trilogy. Okay, nice. And I loved it. I went bananas. And I went so bananas that I went even harder. And then, of course, I like uh, Lee Van Cleef in that movie. And I was like, well, who's this guy? Found his movies. And I bought a bunch of hymns, uh, his stuff. You know what I'm saying? I just watched The Big Gun Down with him, which was amazing. I got Sabata coming in with him. I've got a bunch of other movies with his face on that I'm excited to jump into. I started picking up other spaghetti westerns with other people. I saw Django for the first time, the original Django, not the Quentin Tarantino one. I saw the original Django, loved the hell out of that thing, and bought all these Django movies and started doing history. So for some reason, you sparked something in me, man. And now I'm just sitting at home, eating Whataburger, uh, uh, and ignoring the world and just diving into Italian westerns, dude. Still no old man. Henry, though, huh? Listen, get damn it, it. We'll get, get off get my it. balls. I, I I'm going to get to it. But I'm building up. I'm building up. Right? I'm w- starting with my baseline, and I'm going to do old Henry. Yeah, no, do you ever watch Unforgiven? Mm-hmm. Yes, that oh, I do okay. have, because that's one of the Oscar films. So I did see, again, that's another 90s one, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what I did see? The Outlaw Josie Wales. I actually never saw that. Very good. Very, very good. And also has a very young Dennis Hopper and a really, really young Robert Duvall. You know, like, it's funny. Those are, like, guys that you, like, they're kind of like the like the Bruce Dern syndrome. Like, they've always been old. So I'm yeah, curious, that's I'm what curious I'm... like, what Dennis Hopper and Bruce Duvall Dude, look like. that's exactly young. what I was going to say. First of all, Dennis Hopper, he actually does look younger. But Robert Duvall, I was like, man, did you never not have a receding hairline, dude? Like, what happened, right? That dude has been having a receding hairline forever. Still killing it, still young-faced. But damn, man, I love that dude. But his poor hair has just never agreed with him. <laughs> but he worked it, man. He played mostly bald stuff anyway, so he's totally fine. But it's been great catching up, and I thank you for that, by the way. You got, you got me sparked on that, man. That's up to, Thanks to you. Has Paul Giamatti ever been in a Western? Not to my knowledge, but I'm pretty sure. I can't imagine that he hasn't. He feels like the kind of guy who would be at one. You know what I mean? You know, by the way, can, can we just like, you know, some appreciation for this guy? Because I was watching a really like vanilla movie, a really milk toast, The Ides of March. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, that was a Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we <laughs> say the same principles apply. Uh, but um, the, the Ides of March, you ever see that? It's a political thriller mm. with uh, George Clooney, Ryan Gosling, Marissa Tomei, Philip Seymour Ooh. Hoffman, Good cast. Paul Giamatti, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, like a huge cast. And I'm just like, out of all the people in there, dude, Giamatti just like outacts them all, like by a, by like a fucking wide margin. It sucks that I, I feel like he just kind of got typecast, and you know he's always kind of this sort of schlubby roles. And then like the, every now and then when he gets to branch out, he's like in a movie like Spider Man for two seconds as this fucking it crazed, hit yeah. almost kind of hallucinogenic. Right? Do you remember? Do you remember the yeah, brief? Absolutely. Okay, all right. Because my favorite non. Traditional Gia, Paul Giamatti role, shoot him up with Clive Owen. Oh man, that is I, I remember that movie, and of course Monica Bellucci in that fucking smoke mm. show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that was that was she was like that milking lady. <laughs> right? I don't know why that's your first thought, but yes, it's what well, that was her kink, right? She was the one that was milking people. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, she had milk milk juggers that were... Man, I'm just sounding terrible. I'm going to stop right now. Everything I'm saying just sounds terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, you're eating Whataburger. We're going to get the broiest Brian out of you as you eat Whataburger. Because that's what Whataburger does. 
Fuck you. All right. I don't like to cuss that much on this podcast, but fuck you, sir. All right. You know, you remind me of my friend Bob. For like the first five years of our friendship, Bob, good guy, one of my best friends, uh, never farted in my presence, and I always like questioned him. Never, in fact, we were talking about small, uh, smalling down, falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Freudian slips, we're talking about yeah, falling go, down. You remember when uh, his uh, Robert Duvall's superior gets pissed at him? He's like, you know, I don't trust you. You know why? You never curse. Not a fuck or a shit. And all the time yep. I've known you, I don't trust a man who doesn't curse. <laughs> so, Dude, it's, I don't curse one because I don't want to make this pot. I will curse like a sailor. And I don't want to make this podcast like, you know, friggin' X, right? And what's funny, dude, is the fact that you say that. I just had this conversation with someone very special <laughs> to me, and you know, um, there's this, you know, I'm seeing uh, this pretty, this wonderful, beautiful woman, and who I we met, talking, and she is fantastic. Can I say phenomenal? That? Shout out. Okay. She knows who she is. Phenomenal. And we were having this conversation about like, you know, we got to the part of that portion of our time together, and we're talking about bodily stuff, right? <laughs> and uh, definitely mentioned the idea about. About like, what do you, what do you, you know, she was polite. Like, how do you feel about, you know, farting in front of your significant other? And I was, I looked her dead in the eye with nothing but happiness and joy for her and respect for her. You know what I'm saying? She's much my superior in every way. And I was like, I will never fart out of my ass in front of you as long as I live. Because I don't want that in my life. I am a non-farting partner. If I fart, I will literally go in the closet huddle in the corner like a fetal baby and quietly toot as best as I can. You know, my, my respect for you just went way down. Like, you, Do I look like I give a shit about your respect for me when they, it comes to farting in front of someone? They David? have to. Eyes, listen, dude. like, I'm not talking about like, oh, you know, be fucking disrespectful and just like fart like whenever you fucking feel like it. But what I am saying <laughs> is that you ha- they have to be able to love you at your worst. And what's ironic is that, so I've never done that in front of Nicole and vice versa. You never um, farted in front of her, but we did have that fart discussion. Oh, okay. And and uh, which well, usually it's just like well, you know. So she, so like we will burp in front of each other, and man, like mm-hmm. her burps like outrank mine so by such a wide margin. I feel like less of a man. <laughs> um, she burps so hard, I lose my manhood every time. Slightly. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. But I think we agree that, like, well, you know, like, you know, farting shouldn't be the same in principle, you know, because, like, you know, a, a fucking burp is like same shit just coming out of your mouth. But of course, the difference is that, like, you know, man, farts can be rank, you know, especially if you eat yeah. like, cabbage. You know, it's right. really just like courtesy, like a, a sort of um, professional and and health courtesy more than anything. Absolutely, it's a courtesy. If anything else, it's a courtesy. But if I it happens, look... man, you don't have to feel like oh, you fucking just violated. No, this okay. We talked about that. We came up with a plan. If I if if the, if my partner ever farted in front of me, that's fine, right? <laughs> if I ever part in front, of, if I ever like fart in front of my partner, I told them I'm going to go to my room and close the door. I need to be left alone for at least ten minutes to scream in a pillow feel embarrassed and then come out like and i want to talk about like nothing happened that's the plan for brian ortiz if he farts in front of his partners so there you go it's little, like little tip re- about me, relationship wise there's like a fart index um <laughs> which I, I agree man like i'll i'll do the same thing I, like i feel like it doesn't need to be this way but like yeah you know i need to like rip one i'll like go outside pretend like i'm on the phone <laughs> not that i'm duplicitous right. about it but you know like right i will move a, a chair so place. it farts <laughs> Oh man, this chair, baby! Did you hear it? It's fucking chairs farting again, and it also smells like cheese. I don't know why. So I'm gonna go to my room though. 
Uh, I'm I'm really happy that on our quote unquote episode off, like shit and farted have been the dominant themes. Like, dude, like, I was just gonna lowest, say that fucking line. That's I was the title for the episode: that. lowest common denominator. Um, what happens when we're left to our own devices? Like two dudes, we just gotta talk about shitting and farting and young Robert Duvall, like normal guys like to do <laughs> on their off time. <laughs> you know, we had a real thing to talk about. You know, you you're you're jobless right now. You got super sick. You shit yourself. But again, what's more important? Robert Duvall never really having hair, and us talking about our personal bodily issues all the time. You know, this actually would have been the perfect episode for the Ow My Balls episode, where we're just talking about, like, nut shots. Because uh, the movie Ooh, I was... I can't wait to talk about that. The movie I was rewatching the other day had, like, the most heinous nut shot I can remember in recent memory, which is True Romance. Um, Ooh, yeah. Gary Oldman racks the shit out of Christian Slater. And, of course, Tony Scott, who has a love of close-ups, has to show a close-up of this, like... The fucking shin going straight like up the gooch, and you know into... worse. This is worse than uh, they live. Ooh man, that's a good one. I would say yes, just because of the. Ooh. So I realized like the the fight scene is probably even more intense in they live, but the nut shot happens later on in they live. So you know a little bit, a little less energy. Right, I mean that he's like kneeing him towards the end of their battle, whereas right. Gary Oldman has like all that energy after being like jumped by Slater, with his bodyguard holding Slater back, and it's just like a hundred percent, just like full energy. And this is, this is like, uh, uh, this is like homeboy Gary Oldman. Remember, right? We're not just okay. talking about like you know the the gentleman from Dracula. We're talking about gangster Gary Oldman, just full-on like soccer kick to the dick um i i thought that was pretty brutal david that is the perfect way to segue out of our first ever <laughs> i must break you episode ladies and gentlemen where we just shoot no pun intended the shit ladies and gentlemen where we just freeform talk and so normally we don't do this but at the end of each episode we like to talk about what we learned about ourselves and David, what I actually did learn a little something, you'll tell me what you learned about me. I learned a little something about you, even a tiny bit, man. Even in this moment, and cue the music, three, two, one. There we go. Even in this time, David, when you are jobless, almost hobo, if you will, dude, you're out there in the street corners jerking off dudes left and right for a little bit of cash just so you could eat your juicy burger in front of your wife and pretend like nothing's wrong but she can smell that smell on you david and you know what i'm talking about when i say the smell you know what i'm talking about and yet you still take the time to work to provide for your family and work on your craft and your art for the future and i commend you because that takes strength and the hardest at times to complete the art is the hardest part of being an artist the next time you say i am not a writer or an artist just know you are wrong you absolutely are my dude and that's what i learned about you today david now it's your turn what did you learn about me david that is that is extremely flattering what i learned oh by the way bring in the the western music that you did from last episode for this because that was great music yeah three two one cue the music what i would say about learning about brian is that um i think there are there are a lot of assumptions i still have about you even after all this time you know again keep in mind right when it comes to the types of people that we are i still consider myself the opposite of brian you know he called me an artist i still say it's bullshit but for all those assumptions um you still shatter those sometimes 
And I think that's hard to do when you fit into a certain like archetype or stereotype, which isn't always a bad thing, you know? Um, and, and part of that's like, man, it's Brian for all of his like knowledge of movies is, mm-hmm. is still a man of, uh, that Brian still has the manners and courtesy to avoid fart in front of a significant other. Um, and, and you know, the only time he lost control was as a kid. So no matter how many times I try to punish you about like, ah, man, fucking grow up, get out of this comic book shit. You have grown up, Brian. You have. You don't shit yourself anymore. And you respect other people's um, <laughs> ecosphere with no, <laughs> like, you know, green clouds of, like, fart mist. Yes. And, um, and you know, manners are important. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to listen. You know, yeah, manners maketh man if you want to fucking make it a Kingsman reference. Hell but, yeah, you do, baby. Um, yeah, Kingsman. But I, I think that uh, I never thought you were civilized, Brian, and you are. And I respect you for it. I love you, David. Thank you so much. You're the only person that can also insult me and compliment me at the same time every time. And you have a just a key. You're already ready for dad mode, and I can't wait to see you become a parent because your child will be great, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of our crazy weird episode, the uh, I must break you episode, ladies and gentlemen. So as always, if you liked what you heard, and I promise you this isn't always the show, but it can be. Don't forget to like, share, give us five stars, and give us those reviews. If you give us five stars and you like the show and leave a nice review, we'll probably read it on air. If you like the, if you hate the show and you give us five stars and give us a review, we'll probably still read it anyway, as long as you get those five stars because that's all we want about. If you'd like to provide us with a topic of conversation or you have some advice that you'd like us to answer about a problem that you're dealing with, because I still want to do that, you can email us at wreckthepod at gmail. Once again, that's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at WreckThePod. You can also find us on the Instagram and the TikTok, which will be start populating hopefully pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen. So keep an eye out on those for more things to come. So thank you once again for joining us. We hope you had a good time. Uh, any last thoughts before we leave, David? I need to take a shit. Fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian Ortiz. My name is David Castillo. And ladies and gentlemen... We'll see you on the other side. Now go and take, relax your body, release the insides, and whatever you do, don't throw your chonies in a Dino's pizza because it doesn't help anybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by.